This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Time now to talk some rugby league and all the talk recently has been about the Kiwis. Uh, whether you go back a few weeks to that big 30-0 win over the Aussies in the Pacific Championship, uh, that has obviously uh, got a lot of people talking and, and rightly so as well. Or if you are talking uh, the decision uh, around Michael Maguire's future because he was allegedly been offered the New South Wales job. Could he do that and the Kiwis job? That was a decision uh, that our next guest uh, was part of making about his future. Greg Peters, welcome to the show. How are you? Good morning. Very good. Thank you. That's a story, Greg. I guess, you know, the, from, a, from a fan point of view, from a public point of view, uh, it, it must have been a pretty difficult decision for you and the board when you look at it. You know, you, I guess, how do you sort of separate a potential conflict of interest with the New South Wales job uh, being talked about for, for Madge versus a 30-0 win against the Aussies. Uh, you know, there's, there's, there's two things there at opposite ends of the spectrum which must have made that decision pretty tough. How did you reconcile it? How did you come to your decision? Well, first and foremost, uh, we absolutely wanted to keep Michael um, and uh, it was his decision to step away from the job with the Kiwis, he's done a fantastic job over the five years. He's been in the role uh, and obviously um, the recent victory against Australia and winning the Pacific Championships first time is, uh, was pretty special for the group. Um, having said that, when we look at it, the two roles are very difficult to reconcile when you've got what a team in Australia that many people would put ahead of the Kangaroos and at the top of the pecking order. Um, as a pathway team in Australia um, and reconciling that with where we want the Kiwis jersey to be which is top of the top of the pecking order preeminent status of international football and the mana in the shirt that that we now have or have always had but has been built of with, with on with recent victories we just want that to be the top of the top of the tree and we want someone who's hundred percent focused on that role uh, and not having half an eye on a, on an Australian pathway team over the ditch. Greg, thanks for joining us for breakfast this morning. So so the decision to um, let Madge Maguire go was purely his decision, is that what you're saying? He stepped down? Was, was he given an ultimatum? Well, I don't like to call it an ultimatum as such, but we... But we certainly aired our views and it's not just uh, you know my view or the board's view it's a strongly held view amongst the current player group and and a number of former players that we spoke to that the two roles were incompatible and I think you also have to remember which you know Tony as well you have to remember that um, that the Kiwis job just might appear to be three test matches 
uh, added on to the end of the year, which is another story. But um, it's not. It's a full year-round job when you're interacting with players throughout the year and the younger player group that we're trying to bring through and, and into the Kiwis. It's it's a, it's a full-time job, and it's pretty hard to see how you can, you know, at one moment be talking to a Kiwi in one changing shed and then you know, turn around, you know, and talk to a State of Origin player or, or an Australian player um, in the same breath. You know, that's in the incompatibility that we see around the two roles. So, so there's a couple of things in there. Let's just talk about that. You mentioned the senior, the senior group, this powerful senior group has been reported that I've led that. Who are they? Because you've never spoken to me. Uh, well, no, I was talking more about the player group, our current player group, which we've interacted a lot with. And uh, we have spoken to other former players, but and we're certainly very clear of what your view is because you've been uh, you've been articulated in the media. But we've spoken to other senior players, uh, both well former players as well, but particularly the player group that we have currently that have taken a huge step up in the last um, little while and are really leading that group. And that's a really powerful um, statement for the future. Yeah. Yeah, so we'll just get a text text message here, Greg. They're just saying, can you name the, the ex-players that uh, were advising you on Madge Maguire? No, no, I'm not I'm not prepared to name names either in the current player group or the former player group, but I, I can assure you that we've spoken to both. And in the case of the current players, who we've put a lot of, stead, uh, a lot of status on, on their view, to a man, they are consistent and uh, and uh, you know agree with the position that we've that Michael couldn't do both jobs. Okay, hey, so players are eligible for the Kiwis or New South Wales, but he can't play for Queensland or New South Wales after playing for the Kiwis. But if he plays for Australia, he then can play for Tonga or Samoa. Was that considered in the in your discussions with the board? in and around, uh, I guess, this conflict? Because that's, in a nutshell, where the, the key conflict was as far as um, what I was trying to get my message across when, when you're sitting in that New South Wales job as opposed to sitting in both of them. Yeah, look, it'd be fair to say, I think there's some moves to change that, and we've been advocating for that some time. Um, but I'll give you a live example. Well, not, maybe not so live now, but um, Jerome Luai played for Junior Kiwis, um, a couple of years back, um, has he, he and has elected to to play for Samoa and uh, and the state of origin. Uh, he may have made that Samoan decision for for other reasons other than state of origin. But there are other examples of players where that conflict has has been real. It's not perceived. It's a real conflict, um, and and maybe not in. Um, Perhaps New South Wales, but just another another player, Caelan Pong, is a similar example where he uh, he's eligible for the Kiwis, hasn't played for Australia, but has 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 said he wants to play um, Origin over over that. So that that is a real conflict, albeit that there are some moves to change that, and I hope it does change. Were there were there a set of circumstances where the board um, decided it wasn't feasible to do both jobs? What were they? Well, again, that's the, that's the the conflict that you've just mentioned. Um, it's that we want the status of the Kiwis, someone who's 100% focused on the Kiwis, not on half an eye on another team that has, you know, is Australia is an Australian pathway team, whether we like it or not. And most people, well, many people in Australia would 
put that right at the top of the picking order state of origin and we want Kiwis and international football to be top of the picking order and fighting hard to do that. That, uh, that, that just leads to a couple of other questions, Greg. So if you've got a policy that says you want the best coach, should that policy have an addition to say that wants to coach New Zealand through World Cups and not New South Wales, Queensland, Australia? Oh, quite possibly, yes. Um, and that's, uh, you know, that policy currently, as you've articulated, is still in place. Um, and we uh, will run the process. We haven't, uh, the board hasn't considered the full process to appoint the next coach. But certainly I would say that back in 2017, um, it wasn't envisaged that, uh, that uh, you know, a New South Wales coach would also coach the Kiwis. Mm. Yeah, it's an interesting one, Greg. I mean, what uh, I guess from here is, and it's something that Kempe's talked about, and I know it's uh, something that we've heard from other players, though, is is uh, where we go to next for the Kiwis job, and not just in terms of who does the job, but what the job looks like, because there's yeah. been a lot of talk about having someone in place that can you know, set up uh, some sort of coaching structure within New Zealand or within the New Zealand game so that we have more coaches coming through. I mean, obviously it's it's, it's tougher for coaches in this part of the world to get jobs in the NRL because we don't have a competition that kind of where they can cut their teeth. Uh, so, I mean, if you're looking at the next coach, you're looking at someone that can have a more overarching view of the game in New Zealand rather than someone that'll, you know, go and do a job somewhere else during the NRL during the season and then come back and just coach the Kiwis rather than having someone that their sole focus is on New Zealand Rugby League? Yeah, that's a, that's a big challenge, isn't it? Because it, 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 well, on one hand, you want the best coach you can possibly get to take the, to, you know, top group of players that are the best in their game, in the game and their positions. Uh, across the Kiwis that we've got at the moment. Um, so do you trade that off um, for someone who um, is available all year round? Um, because obviously the remuneration is not the same as what a head club coach might get um, in, in the NRL. And, uh, you know, the, the complex nature of professional coaching means that if you've got a coach who's the caliber of Michael Maguire or, or any other names you know big names you might name they're always going to be in demand for other positions and, and roles so it's a balancing act I think uh, and we we haven't the board hasn't considered the next part of that process but we'll do so in the coming weeks and unfortunately uh, we have a long time between drinks between now and next October before we have to um, you know um, before the Kiwis are playing again so we don't have to rush this decision but we would want the coach in place by early uh, Q1 or Q1 next year. What, what's the what's the ideal um, landscape look like, Greg, from from a Kiwi coach's perspective? In an ideal world, you know, a Kiwi coach, we we can play Origin, we can play international matches at the end of the year in in an ideal world. But from a New Zealand perspective, what's the what's the role of a New Zealand coach going forward? Well, I think it's a lot about what was what we're just talking about. You know, we want um, we, we we want a group of coaches coming through that so there's nice that there's there's good competition around um, future coaching roles and and the senior teams that we we have. Obviously, uh, we'd like a lot more international action so that we can have the Kiwis on the part more often. Um, but that's uh, that's another conversation. Um, and we would we would want um, the person working with our our leading. Player group, which is 
and, and our junior and developing players, which unfortunately is largely in Australia, um, and, and on the ground working with those groups throughout the year. One of our big challenges is getting access to players um, when in the club situation uh, for most of the year and obviously the NRL season is now so chock-a-block. <laughs> with other content, it's very hard to get in front of those players or to get them together. And that was another you know, sort of side consideration in the Michael Maguire thing. One of the few opportunities you have to get Kiwis together is during the state of origin camp window, which is in early February. So I'm not sure how you do both of those if you're coaching both teams. What about looking forward to the uh, the New Zealand competition, as I mentioned earlier, in terms of a, 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 co- a structure not just to produce players but to, to produce coaches? I mean, I look at somebody, for example, like Willie Poaching, who has spent so long in the UK. Mm-hmm. Uh, he coached Wakefield. He was assistant coach at Leeds. He's come back here. He's looking for a gig uh, back in New mm-hmm. Zealand. Do we have somewhere that those guys can go that can cut their teeth uh, week in, week out, and then potentially step up to an NRL job? Is that something that NZRL is looking at? Yeah, we want we want to bring back um, bring back some national competitions that are at that level, and um, we don't have them to be blunt. And to be honest, uh, you know the level of competition to surface a coach to go immediately into a head coach position in the NRL or international football is unfortunately at the moment not there. So what we you know we want to see some national competitions come back in that will um, provide that coaching depth and, you know, and physios and doctors and uh, coach managers that, that week in, week out that can, that can do that. And that's going to take uh, some, some pretty significant investment. And obviously that's one of the conversations that we would like to have with the NRL uh, to say, well, actually, if you, if you can help us put those competitions in place, then we're going to have a structure in New Zealand that, will produce more than the 28% of um, NRL players that are currently coming out of out of New Zealand. Yeah, there's uh, there's lots of work to do. Hey, Greg, can, yep. I, can I just get you to clarify yep. just a statement? Um, what did you mean when you say, said that Maguire had a huge success of putting the mana back in the Kiwi jersey? Um, yep. Because from my perspective, there has never been no doubt about the mana of that jersey. That's why I'm so passionate about it. Were you talking about something else? Well, no, I mean, you're 100% right. I mean, the, the money's always been there, but if you look back to 2017, you know, that wasn't a happy time um, for the Kiwis. And, and Michael came in in 2018 and, uh, and, 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 and rebuilt that through that player group. Um, and the players themselves, you know, the player group that we've got now, that leadership group is is outstanding, led by, led by um, James Fisher-Harris and, and others in the group. And that's just the growth of that group through the period um, has to have something, Michael has had something to do with, do with that as well as the other, you know, all of the people around the team. So where, where the Kiwis get to now, uh, you know, winning 30-0 against Australia and banking them first time since 205 and bigger score against Australia, all of those sorts of things, has been a, a successful ride for him with the Kiwis. Yeah, very successful ride, Greg. I guess uh, just one more before we let you go, mate. Where are you on a second NRL franchise in New Zealand? I know they're kicking around the idea <laughs> in Aussie of, a, of an 18th franchise. They might be uh, less willing to put another one in New Zealand after 30 nil, mate. Have you, have you had any conversations? <laughs> I, I, I am not close to those conversations, but I think we're a few years off. Um, I mean, if you... 
if you read the media in Australia um, and, uh, and conversations you've had, I'm sure, um, and I've had too, that Papua New Guinea seems to be the, the favourite son at the moment for the next cab off the rank. Uh, and then a New Zealand franchise, possibly Perth franchise thereafter, but that not until, you know, late until 2030 or, or there and there or there or thereabouts. Um, personally, if you sit here right now, it's hard to see until commercially um, until such time as the Warriors are in regular top eight. And let's hope that started this year and continues uh, conversation. And then a uh, you know, and then and then you look around the country and and think where would it be commercially successful? We're only very small. We you, know, you need a thirty million dollar capital base uh, and then significant annual input. So it's a it's a big stretch commercially in New Zealand, uh, but I think it's something that the NRL will be driving towards by say twenty thirty twenty thirty two. Yeah, nice. All right, Greg. Listen, I really appreciate you coming on, mate. Bright and early Monday morning. What a st- what a way to start the week, eh? Having having a yarn with me and Kempi, mate. Uh, thanks All very right. much for your time. Absolute pleasure. See you guys. Cheers, Cheers Greg.